The Indian rupee is soon going digital. Every other day, the lunch table conversation steers into murky waters like cryptocurrencies and the central bank digital currencies. Some are for it, some are against. Very few admit that it is all very confusing, while in fact, it is. Enjoy a dessert while we give you a simple note and rundown of the digital currency scene. For the past couple of years, the Reserve Bank of India has held a firm stance against cryptocurrencies, which are volatile in nature, have the potential to cause financial instability and enable under-the-radar transactions. There are serious discussions going on about banning them. On the other hand, in this year's budget, Finance Minister Nirmala Sitharaman announced that India would be launching its own central bank digital currency, CBDC, in the financial year 2022-23. She also went on to announce a 30% tax on gains made from any other private digital assets like non-fungible tokens and cryptocurrencies. Does that mean the government has regularized cryptocurrencies? To understand these developments, we need to start from the ABC and understand cryptocurrencies, CBDCs and everything in between. So, the digital currency is defi uh, definitely desirable. Money has changed in form throughout history. Essentially, money is a trust device between users who agree on some intrinsic value for that form and then use it as a store of value or to facilitate exchange. Anything that succeeds in gaining acceptance has the potential to become money or currency from seashells, pepper and gold to paper and digital. Digital because the world is now a village and with real-time global trade and exchanges between organizations, businesses, governments and now peer-to-peer -peer growing exponentially, digital money is needed to facilitate these instantaneously. Digital money also serves an important purpose of compression of value, allowing, allowing for speedy movement and sometimes invisibility that in the past art and gems have provided. Digital currency is an umbrella term which refers to currency that exists in electronic form. It is stored, managed and transacted through computer systems, other electronic devices and wallets. Digital currencies do not have physical attributes like notes or coins, though they may be equivalent or equivalent to or convertible to flat currencies, there is no minting, storage, transportation or other logistical process associated with digital currency. Digital currency transactions are inexpensive and almost instantaneous. They enable seamless transfer of value even across borders. If the system is based on distributed ledger technology DLT, each transaction is linked to the previous one and the next one in a distribution ledger. So to change one transaction, you will have to change the entire chain. This ensures that all transactions are traceable but not reversible, making them very difficult to tamper with. All transactions are encrypted between the digital wallets resulting in exact parity calculations on the ledger. This incites a sense of trust in the system reduces the possibility of errors and the need for extensive reconciliation process. Given all the advantages, we have to remember that even the most robust and secure digital systems have fallen prey to hackers at some point of time. There have been rare cases of hackers stealing from wallets or tampering with the protocol and making the currency un un unusable. Overall, the concept of digital currency is definitely a desirable one which can transform the world of finance. However, not all digital currencies are the same and some can be very problematic too. The many types of digital currency. Digital currencies can be either open or closed, regulated or unregulated, centralized or decentralized, which gives rise to different categories, private virtual currencies, cryptocurrencies and central bank digital currencies. We must find we, we must first be able to differentiate between these 
to discern which is better or worse private virtual currency private virtual currency is mostly unregulated it is issued and controlled by a private issuer such as the developer or founding organization of a platform and not by a central bank it is usually native to a network and has little value outside outside of it it can be algorithmically controlled transactions are usually direct party to party without intermediaries it may be centralized or decentralized may or may not be encrypted and may or may not be convertible to fiat currency cryptocurrency cryptocurrency is a form of private virtual currency which uses cryptography to manage and control the creation of currency as well as to secure the very verify secure and verify transactions this makes it difficult to counterfeit or double spend cryptocurrencies cryptocurrencies are decentralized virtual currencies which depend on blockchain networks to validate transactions and instill trust in the system the most popular cryptocurrency is the bitcoin which was developed in 2008 by an unknown person or group by the name of satoshi nakamoto Bitcoins are basically small pieces of code given to reward mining a compute intensive process that verifies bitcoin transactions on the blockchain. Altcoins refer to all the cryptocurrencies other than bitcoin such as ether, dogecoin etc. These use cryptography too but may use different logic to validate transactions or include advanced features to solve the inherent problems of bitcoin such as volatility. Stable coins are the type of altcoin which peg the value of the cryptocurrency to some physical entity like fla like fiat currency gems or precious metals This will act as a reserve to redeem holders if the cryptocurrency collapses price fluctuations are also limited to a narrow range examples of stable coins include tethers usdt and makerdao's dai central bank digital currency cbdc's are regulated and centralized digital currencies issued and managed by the central bank of the current country while the fiat currency is the paper contract the cbdc is a digital legal tender it supplements it supplements and coexists with traditional flat currency and is usually fungible with it virtual currencies real problems according to coin market cap as of february 2022 there were 17436 cryptocurrencies and 458 crypto exchanges and the market capitalization of all cryptocurrencies stood at dollar 1.98 trillion yet regulators keep advising investors to beware of the rising and in investing in cryptocurrencies because they are extremely volatile in nature and could lead to financial instability let us understand the ri- the risks that are inherent in cryptocurrencies current cryptocurrency is just a piece of code a decentralized digital asset which is managed through a blockchain to ensure transparency and trust it derives its value or purchasing power from its con- community of users and can be used in the network or virtual world that it belongs to to pay for services or digital assets like non fungible tokens nfts cryptocurrency is not backed by the central agency but does not involve any intermediaries like banks or other financial institutions it is basically driven entirely by free market forces and is immune to government interference from this reason many call it freedom money describing it as a disruptive technology and a potential social movement The value of cryptocurrency is extremely volatile and tends to change by the day. Even by the hour cryptocurrencies 
are all differently envisioned based upon their design purpose and utility. Fluctuations in their price are a function of demand and supply, real and manip manipulated, and the change in future value as buyers and sellers perceive it. Says Lalwani, data from coin market cap shows that the Bitcoin was valued at around $5,000 in March 2020, rose to $65,000 by April 2021 and dropped to less than half that value by June 2021. This fluctuation was attributed to the novel coronavirus pandemic. Similarly, Bitcoin valuation saw a steep fall after Russia's attack on Ukraine. However, the prices bounded back soon thereafter as investors' risk appetite returned. In a speech delivered in February 2022, T. Rabi Shankar, Deputy Governor RBI, explained that concentrated ownership in the hands of a few crypto whales makers the system prone to a manipulation. For something to be used as regular currency, its value should be reasonably stable. The highly volatile nature of cryptocurrencies means that you might not be able to use them to pay for your food, clothes, shelter or other essentials. It is for this reason that Subhash Chandra Garg, former finance secretary of India, commented in an interview last year that he preferred to call them just cryptos and not cryptocurrencies as they function only marginally as currencies and will probably have to be recognized as another unique product or asset class in itself. Another huge problem with cryptocurrencies is the complete privacy that it offers. In these decentralized blockchain-based systems, the, the transactions are authorized by the participants and validated by the network without any intermediaries. Our transactions remain anonymous in terms of people and purpose. A lot of misguided investors use this anonymity to evade government control and taxes. The ease of doing under the, under the radar transactions also makes the crypto ecosystem an attractive playground for terrorists and money launderers. Further, when, in, when, further, when investors put more and more money into cryptocurrencies, it could weaken our developing nation currencies. Since most of today's cryptocurrencies are valued only in dollars and euros. Also, if people start doing cross-border transactions through private cryptocurrencies, nation's foreign exchange reserve would also go down. As more money goes into private currencies, the money circulating in the economy would go down. With multiple private currencies being used simultaneously, the government would lose policy control of the economy. Their ability to control the inflation would be weakened. All of this could lead to financial instability. CBDCs overcoming the risk of crypto. So, while private, decentralized and unregulated digital currencies are risky and troublesome, there is also the good side. Regulated and centralized digital currencies could inject a lot of efficiency into the country's payment mechanism. For this reason, governments across the world are in the process of launching their own central bank digital currency, CBDC, offers the benefits. And by the way, CBDC full form is Central Bank Digital Currency. CBDCs offer the benefits of cryptocurrency, sans and the risk bit because the respective country central bank would play its role as a regulatory and stabilizing force. Nine countries including the Bahamas and Nigeria have launched their CBDC while 15 including Russia and China are in the pilot stage. 16 countries including India and currently developing their CBDC framework while announcing the upcoming digital rupee finance minister said that its introduction will give a huge boost to the digital economy and will lead to a more efficient and cheaper currency management system. Central bank digital currencies are not to be confused with cryptocurrencies in that while they may use encryption and may reside 
on the blockchain they are backed by the respective central bank of sovereign states they are liability of the central bank and backed by the central bank assets just like the physical currency into circulation by a central bank their unit value does not fluctuate so one rupee is valued at one rupee whether in cash or in digital holding in terms of exchange value or to another central bank currency say a dollar that rupees value may change based on their various dynamics of foreign exchange valuation explains lalwani mihir gandhi partner and the leader payments transformation pwc explains how cbdc could benefit a nation features like trust program mobility traceability etc will impart additional benefits over physical form digital rupee will complement will complement the existing payments modes and can make a significant impact in a few notable areas like offline payments programmable or targeted payments cross border payments and remit and remittances advantage is it is traceable and lower cost than physical currency to handle and manage the interoperable with other digital currencies for international transactions does india need a cbdc as soon as announcement as soon as the announcement about the digital rupee was made debates uh, exploded about whether india really needs a cbdc considering that we already have a pretty advanced digital digital payment system for both wholesale and retail payments according to a clsa report digital payments in india rose from dollar 61 billion in 2016 $2.300 billion in 2021, it is expected to go up further to around $1 trillion by 2026. It is quite evident that people are comfortable on digital payment systems like United Payments Interface, UPI and Immediate Payment Services, IMPS. So the question arises as to why we need digital currencies in a November 2021 media interview. Garg explained that though more than 95% of payments by value are digital payments there is about rupees 30000 billion of currency floating in the country and it is believed that more than 90% of the payments by volume are still physical payments it is the segment of small value currency transaction that needs cbdc the most cbdc's advantages are envisioned in terms of creating frictionless accessible and affordable payments mechanism while we have digital payments systems today including immediate settlements through IMPS UPI etc they are not universal and sometimes carry high fees or transactions costs cbdc's will allow cross border payments as fractional cost and deliver unprecedented impact although the, the digital rupee is likely to advent in a very simple form it will incorporate more features as time goes by Understanding retail and wholesale CBDC India is likely to introduce both retail and wholesale CBDC wholesale CBDC is for use by the banks and other financial institutions wholesale payment systems in India are already digital and pretty well evolved so CBDC might not be visible disruptive but will definitely introduce efficiencies using the blockchain wholesale CBDC will enable settlement on net basis settlements will be validated using smart contracts it will be issue it will be used for in interbank cross border capital and security market settlements it is rumored that work on wholesale cbdcs is more advanced in india than retail cbdc retail cbdc is understandably more complex because it involves a larger population it will be used by the general public for for conducting day to day transactions usually small value ones there are different conceptual operating models which decide 
how the CBDCs would flow through the economy and what role banking and financial institutions, payment services and applications providers play in the ecosystems. Blockchain and the other technologies, India's CBDC is likely to use DLT most likely, a private blockchain handled by the government. This would enable RBI to have a good control over the blockchain. Sankar explained in his speech that a blockchain can be maintained without native currency. If transactions are authenticated centrally, it is possible to maintain accounts and reward work with legal tender currency too, making the DLT useful for several purposes without any private currency. The iSpirit Foundation earlier launched the Bharat Distributed Ledger Badal for establishing trust for Indian B2B commerce. The Badal protocol uses a private public ledger PPL substrate which might be useful for the RBI to launch the CBDC. Gurk suggested in another media interview that it would be much easier, convenient and cost-effective to, de- to dematerialize the physical currency on the lines of how equity bonds and other securities have been dematerialized and use it to usher in digital currency in India. According to the Ishwar Prasad professor at Cornell University Retail CBDC, could take two forms, value-based or token-based, in a Boom in the Bloomberg Quint interview, he said one could be a prepaid card except it would be an account with a prepaid balance that you would have on your phone. A second form is where a CBDC essentially functions as a token in a payment system. This would take the form of a digital wallet where one could hold CBDC which would essentially be like accounts but non-interest bearing accounts. Blockchain is one of the many distributed ledger technologies available for launching a CBDC however not the only technology available. We will need uh, to evaluate available technologies on multiple criteria like accessibility, privacy, scalability, performance, resiliency, fine, finality, etc. Decision needs to be taken based on the model selected. If there should be a centralized centralized technology or decentralized technology, concludes Kandi. Pitfalls to be avoided. While designing its CBDC framework, India must take into consideration some potential problems and try to design the solutions into the system right in the beginning. Potential bank run, a bulk shift from commercial to central banks might lead to a kind of financial crisis. To avoid this, central banks must limit the amount of money that can be held in CBDC accounts and make sure digital wallets are maintained by commercial banks. Strain on the central bank. Full control in the hands of central banks might lead to a strain on their network infrastructure and make the central bank vulnerable to security threats. Private innovation. Reduced role of commercial banks might kill private innovation in the banking sector. To avoid this, countries like Sweden and China are trying out a two-tier CBDC where the central bank provided provides a payment infrastructure in the back-end. In the front-end, commercial banks innovative and provide effective payments mechanisms to users. Policy-making challenges, CBDC with the direct nature of its transactions, we will have a dynamics impact on the economy. Our macro-economy policy-making will be more challenging than ever before. Energy consumption, blockchain-based cryptographic networks require immense computing power and many of them, including the Bitcoin network, have come under heavy criticism for their socially wasteful energy usage. However, high energy consumption is not intrinsic to all blockchain networks architectures. The amount of energy consumed by the blockchain network depends on its consensus mechanism that is what information is added to the network ledger. India must optimize this such that this does such that it does not have a deep environmental impact. 
India is in for a very interesting ride which involves not only designing and developing the infrastructure and rolling out the digital currency in a phased manner but also clearing misconceptions and creating awareness about digital currencies. What is accepted and what is not, we must see wholesale CBDC in action, first followed by a retail CBDC in a simple form with more features being added as we go along.